This is a podcast. This is Chelsea, and podcasts are not edible. We are going to start off talking about things that are trending that I also hate. Number one, hating Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I'm not saying that you should like it because I don't force my likes upon anyone because consent is important. But if you want to hate it because everyone else likes it, that's fine. But in my opinion, to truly hate something and to say, hey, you shouldn't do this or hey, you shouldn't watch that, you should probably watch it yourself first. I'm getting really tired of all of these religious fanatics who are like, you shouldn't do this because sin, because I'm, I heard through the grapevine that sex is involved. And then there's these people that saying, that are saying that it's, you know, just this abusive narrative and how he's controlling her or whatever. But I see it as two consenting adults and she likes to be bossed around. And if you're saying that women can't choose to be liked, or can't choose to be bossed around, then you're not a, you're not a feminist if that's her choice. You know, pro-choice, pro-whipper with a belt if that's what she's into because I'm not going to tell her what she can do to get off because guess what? That's not any of my business or your business. It's weird. I'm not going to say it's not weird. And I'm not going to say you shouldn't hate it because the book is terribly written. It's like a second grade reading level. My favorite quote is actually, the song was about misfits and I liked it because I am a misfit. And there was some tense change in there. and But, you know, she relates to the word misfit because she knows it. And I can respect that. So don't hate it just because it's like, I hate Fifty Shades of Grey all over the place. Just be like all the old ladies and go to the theater at the matinee price and do what you need to do on the IMAX because you're not going to have that opportunity again. And don't judge anyone else. That's how it should be. And that's the way I want it. But I don't get to pick what's trending. So you keep writing articles about Fifty Shades, why Fifty Shades of Grey is bad. You do that because that's your right, but I'm going to choose to think you're a close-minded idiot. Moving on, another thing I hate is contouring. We gotta talk about fashion because fashion changes all the time and it's all about trends, right? But contouring, if you don't know what it is, it's making your face a weird color and then drawing on another face that appears to look more pleasurable to the human eye. And it's usually done with things like bronzer and foundation that doesn't match your skin and then you get the magical kim kardashian look and then you can look like her and you can be famous for no reason but she can market herself you know it's called kim k contouring at this point but i found out something interesting today and that's that even though she spends hours putting on her contour on her face she pays someone a hundred thousand dollars a year to photoshop her selfies before she posts them If that doesn't show what a grand exhibit of wealth is, then I frankly don't know what will. But if, but if like, I would love that job. Like, I don't even know how to work Photoshop, but I would do it. I mean, that's, she isn't, the Photoshop artist has an easier job than the makeup artist because at least the Photoshop girl can be like, I did this. I'm proud. I'm an artist where the makeup girl sits there for eight hours to make Kim Kardashian look less like a hobbit. And at the end of the day, 
she just hands it to the Photoshop girl and it still doesn't look anything like what she did. But I don't, I guess what I like about, or what I hate about contouring is that it's basically lying. Now, if you want to lie, that's fine. I'm not exactly against lying. It's that I can tell that you're lying because even though you drew a new nose out of bronzer, I can still see your old nose. And now I'm just really confused about why you hate your nose so much. And I can smell that kind of insecurity that you have about your giant snaws, which all you did is paint another nose on it. So if anything, I notice it more. And if you're trying to cover up a double chin by putting like bronzer under your lips, and then you just have this really fat neck, I guess that's what I'm supposed to believe. I don't know what's worse, having a double chin or a fat neck or having a double chin that is a fat neck. Maybe that's just the worst thing that can ever happen to you. But either way, you can't hide it. Now, leading into the next trending thing I hate that's kind of been trending for a while and it's more of a kind of young generational thing that's occurring, and that is having a Tumblr account. I've been on Tumblr. I've tried to make it big on Tumblr. <laughs> Not really. I posted things that I thought were funny, but it turns out the only people are, that are on there are emotionally unstable teenagers and adults that prey on emotionally insecure teenagers, and, and that's your that's your audience. And what I really hate about it is Tumblr, it's, you know, it's this giant basically database of all of these pictures that people have uploaded and tagged for other people to find and it's kind of like a Pinterest, but with sad undertones. The problem is, is the tags are so poorly done, you actually have to think like an idiot in order to find what you're looking for. Like, for example, if you want a picture of the beach, you can't just type in beach or a picture of beach. You have to think kind of obscurely, or as I like to say, like a stupid person, like California, bikinis, palm tree. And you have to basically describe things that might be on a beach, like sandwich, volleyball, towel, and then you can get like, if you're lucky, you can just type in like water or coast. Coast is a good one, but like no one goes like, I want a picture of the coast, unless you're looking for beautiful coastlines like in Northern California. But if you just want a picture of the beach and you type in beach, you're going to get nothing. Maybe if you type in beach ball, you might get a beach ball and the beach, or if you type in sand, Maybe you'll get the desert or the beach. I don't know. It's a stupid system. And all it is is for emotionally sensitive people who like to post all their triggers. Now, that's why I hate it is because people have these trigger words that like it's just apparently now it's OK to to uh, hear a word and then have a meltdown. And it's everyone else's problem. So you should tell them that they shouldn't say that and that that's that word can only that word can only spread hate and anger or sadness. And I just think that's ridiculous. And if you're going to go on the internet and talk about why you hate men and, you know, and that they have rape sores and so forth, I guess you can do that. But I just don't like that these emotionally sensitive people are going to the worst place to be emotionally sensitive, which is the internet, which is where you get people like me who go on there to poke holes in your dreams and your feelings and your confidence because you like to talk about how you're not confident and about how you hate things and how you hate when people do things to you and you victimize yourself. So it makes me want to be a bully. So you have a reason to be a victim. I'm actually trying to balance out the world, you sad little people. But, you know, sometimes it's just a thankless job being a, an internet troll. And I'm not going to 
I'm not going to deny it. So an, a thing that's trending that I like is R is R grammar. Grammar isn't trending. You can see that on Twitter. But I like leggings, and I know a lot of people don't like leggings. <laughs> My favorite people I don't like leggings are the Christian people who are like, you're causing men to lust. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so distracting. And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people who are wearing leggings, and I don't know if they're exactly lustworthy. Um, because I don't know if you've noticed, for every attractive girl wearing leggings, there is two women that have no business wearing leggings, or maybe they don't even know they're wearing leggings, they were trying to wear pants, and then they look like leggings. Um, that's, you know, it is what it is, and you can't change it, I guess, and I'm not going to tell you that you can't wear it you want just because you look stupid. I am going to judge you for it, and I can't help that, but I won't judge you to your face because I at least respect that you want to look like a lumpy sausage, and that's your God-given right. So... I'm going to tell a Chelsea story, famously named for me, by like six people know what that means, and that's okay. So last week, I told a story about an unfortunate incident that occurred after I ate Chipotle, or Chipotle, as the kids say. This is a story that took place about five years ago, and I was living in the dorms. And some background information on my dorm is that the bathrooms were not inside, the dorm. You actually had to have a key to get into the bathrooms that there was like six dolls that were for the entire um, floor. And they put locks on them. So you had to have this key, right? Because they didn't want weirdos going in there except our lovely university. Like, I was like, ah, eh, the maintenance guy can go in there, right? Because he's not creepy. So you'd just be taking a shower and you come, like, you get out of the shower wearing a towel and there's some weird guy with a mustache fixing a toilet and going, like, hey, and you're like, I'm naked. I need to leave now. So, but you know, standards. Anyway, I come home from working and on my way home, I picked up a very large sandwich, a foot long actually. Here comes Subway again. An avocado bacon ranch, if I remember correctly. I wanted to pick one of the more, you know, gut bombish sandwich. And instead of eating half for dinner and saving the rest for lunch, like I'd originally planned, Whilest watching Hulu, I decided to eat the entire thing, which wouldn't be a problem if I didn't shove it in my, down my throat in like three minutes and if I had a gallbladder to digest what I did to it. So at a commercial break, I started acknowledging that, oh, I'm pretty queasy. I should, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Well, I can't find a key. And then all of a sudden it hits me and like a vomit wave. And of course it turns into a vomit wave. But the problem with vomiting is not necessarily that you have to vomit. It's that the, there's no place to vomit. So I vomit in our sink, which would be pretty gross, but it's even grosser when it won't drain or more gross. So I just have this regurgitated sandwich, and it'd be okay if my sink was a bird and I was trying to feed it, and if that sink could swallow like a baby bird, but instead... I had to really find that bathroom key so I could scoop out my vomit cup by cup and do a walk of shame to the bathroom. And I guess karma is a bitch because I used to judge them watching them do their walk of shame every day, basically, you know, because they would just get drunk and party because I guess that's what freshmen do. But my party was with a sandwich and it went wrong and everyone had to watch me dump my vomit out while they all stared at me with disgust. And I too was disgusted, but at that point you just have to rock it because it's happening. So 
hold your vomit cup up and high and let's let's make a toast to not vomiting in sinks if you can. So the next argument that I'm supposed to address is showers versus baths. I am pro shower. I am pro shower because unlike a bath, you don't need to take a shower before you take a shower. Because it's gross. Baths are gross unless you shower first because you are basically making a stinky person soup that just gets progressively colder while you sit in it and watch the dirt fall off of your body but then get marinated back into your skin. And it's not like when you know when you're a little kid and you're playing with your toys and and you fit in the bathtub and it's like a spacious place. But no, if you're if you're like me, you have this little tiny bathtub that you can't even stretch your legs out in and you're just supposed to play around in there or I guess do what adults do, I guess bathe. So you're just sitting in this very small kiddie pool of that is slowly turning into a cesspool and becoming more and more disgusting. And what happens, too, is even after you're done, it's pretty easy to clean a shower because you just spray it down with some crap. But you have to scrub all of your cess and your grime out of the bottom of that, like, textured bathtub so you don't fall when you're doing what really cleans you, which is taking a shower. So really all you're doing is being gross when you take a bath. Now, I I do take, I'm not going to lie, I take an occasional bath, but that is only after I have showered, because otherwise I gross myself out and I feel ashamed, as if someone was watching a baby video of me in the bathtub. But in this case, it's just me looking in the mirror at me sitting in a bathtub that is filled with grime, and it makes me sad, it makes me feel a little third world, except I think they probably clean their buckets more regularly than I clean my bathtub. We're going to get into pet peeves now. Speaking of dirty bathrooms, I hate dirty bathrooms, dirty public restrooms especially, but I feel like that's everyone, like no one's like, oh yeah, this one's nice and gross. I'm so excited to use this. I'm not even going to wash my hands. Like no one talks like that, but I can deal with it. Like I have a pretty high tolerance for disgusting, clearly, (laughs) based on the stories I've told you. However, I cannot use a dirty restroom if there is not a hook to put my purse. Because anyone can squat in a hole. Like, anyone can. It's not fun and it's not enjoyable. And when I say squat in a hole, I really just mean a dirty bathroom because you're not touching anything and you definitely don't want to get anything on yourself so you're just forced to squat in this specific area and do your business. And I can do that and everyone else can do that. But when there's not a bathroom hook, what am I supposed to do? Because there's no clean place to put my purse. I take my purse everywhere with me. I practically sleep with it. So why would I put it on some dirty bathroom floor that I'm like, I feel grossed out and like it's burning through my shoes. So you're just stuck and you have, it's not like, you know, you can't, you have to use it at that point. Cause it's like, you shut the door and you're like, well, what am I going to do now? So you have to like balance it on your head, like some lady bringing back a bucket to her tribe, but really it's just your like cell phone and your wallet and you're just squatting over this toilet. And then since you're in a public restroom, there's always that panic that somehow, you, even though you just saw yourself lock the door and you know you did, that they're going to jiggle the handle and that stupid button is going to pop out. And then you're just going to be squatting with your pants around your ankles with holding your purse over your head. And you're like, I'm not done yet. And they're like, oh, I got to wash my hands. And you're like, this isn't okay. You should probably leave. Occupado. But people are rude. Speaking of rude people... I really hate it when people change the radio 
when I'm driving. I'm doing you a service. I am basically a taxi. And there's a reason that in taxis, people sit in the back seat, and that's so you can't touch their damn radio. Because I spent the time to find my favorite radio stations, one through six, and I have programmed them, and I do not listen to any other radio station because all of the other radio stations are garbage. So if you get in my passenger seat and you just start scanning, not only will I cringe, but it's I don't I don't know about you guys, but I don't really get a lot of quiet passengers. It's usually the chatty people, so it's like they're changing my radio station. The very thing that I'm trying to focus on instead of listening to them to something they like. So then they're just talking over some something that I consider noise. So I'm just sitting here in this tiny box of hell where the world just becomes about them and I can't even listen to my radio station. And not only can I not, it's not even that like I have to go 20 minutes without listening to a song I like. It's that I'm going to have to go through all that trouble of scanning because I don't, I've never scanned exactly to the right number. I go over it and under it and over it again. Like it's basically like putting in golf. It's, it's, you're lucky if you get it in the first time or if you're a high school boy. So I'm sitting there and this, and then it's, you just, it's just wrong. And they're like, Oh, can I play my iPod? And I'm like, no, if I want to play my iPod, I would be playing my iPod. I wouldn't be playing your crappy music. If you want to play your crappy music, we'll do that when you give me a ride. Okay. You can make me listen to whatever garbage and I'll pretend to like it. And I'll probably try to talk over it because I hate it, but at least you'll get to have the background noise that you desired because this is your car this is your livelihood, and I will let you have that because I'm a reasonable person. And this goes back to just basic etiquette, which I will be talking about later because etiquette is important. Speaking of etiquette, when you're when someone's talking to you, whether it be about anything, you don't want to be the one-upper or the minimizer, especially if you're doing it to me because it is indeed my third pet peeve that I'm talking about today. Now, I really, I don't like it when people minimize my accomplishments by inserting themselves or someone else into the conversation with their supposed talents. Um, over Christmas, when I'm forced to, you know, spend time with my family, we're talking about a piece of non or a piece of fiction I had written, and one girl goes, "Oh, well, there's a lot of grammatical errors." I'm like, "That's not helpful, but thanks." And then her mother goes, "Well." Kara's writing a story, but you just wouldn't know it. And personally, I really hate it when people brag about their untapped potential. That's like saying, I could be an astronaut if I was a completely different person. So because you're an astronaut, that's nothing because I could be an astronaut. No, that's not polite. And it's not true. I don't care what you haven't done. I don't care what you could do. I don't care what you're kind of good at. If you're not making money from it, and you don't get compliments compliments from it all the time, I don't care. You can't just use it. Another time people minimize is when you're in pain or something terrible happened to you. Like, oh, like I'm kind of gassy. And they're like, well, my mom has stomach cancer. And you're like, well, that sucks. I don't know what to say now, but I still really am gassy. And if you can tell, I'm basically just a walking billboard for Pepto-Bismol because that's what all my stories are about. But I hate it. It's rude. It's impolite. And it's not cool. And it doesn't make anyone happy. Moving on to pet peeve number four is when you go through a drive-thru and they forget to give you a straw. It makes me crazy because my food is whatever. Like, my food is garbage and I know it's garbage and I've accepted that I'm going to be eating 
garbage and it's going to even taste like garbage and that's going to be my garbage meal. It's garbage. But the soda, the soda tastes the same no matter where I'm going. That's still a nice cold cup of soda over ice and I get to drink it through a straw. There's just something that I like about that. It's a very just it's my inner peace, a nice cold soda over ice with a straw. That's the way to my heart. But when you don't give me a straw, what am I supposed to do? Now, I can drink a cup of soda without a straw. I can drink a cup of soda without a lid in my car. However, I cannot successfully remove a lid off of soda in the car because your dumbass filled it up too full anyway. So it's already like oozing out the top. So I can't apply pressure to rip it off. And it's not like I can put my finger in that little finger trap of that plastic prong of doom and just sip out the hole because I can't sip out that hole because all the ice will come and hit the lid and push the lid off and then I'll be bathed in the soda and it'll essentially it'll make I'll have to start I'll have to have a lawsuit like the lady with the coffee in her lap and it's just this downward spiral and why would you do that to another human being like why it's like the straws always poke out of the bag like you can see like no that employee is handing you this bag thinking you don't have a straw i'm about to ruin your life in five seconds after you eat your first couple french fries because you have no self-control and then you're going to try to drink it down with some liquid cancer and it's it's just going to go all downhill maybe there's she's trying to save me in her undistinguishable late language when she talks through that microphone Maybe when I thought she was repeating my order, but I wasn't sure because I couldn't understand her. Maybe she was actually saying, you shouldn't do this. You're going to die soon. Stop eating that. There's some perspective for you. The fifth thing I hate is kind of a broad topic that, you know, it bothers a lot of people who rant about things. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think bad hair is, is terrible. Uh, it's not even, I don't mind people who don't do their hair very often because... I don't either, so so it's all good, but it's when they purposely go get a bad haircut, which is annoying because I'm the one who has to look at it because you can't see it. You know, it's a common, a common statement, but it's true, so don't give yourself straight across bangs. If you have a round face because you're going to look like a geeky cherub or Khloe Kardashian, you can decide which one is worse, and you don't even know, and it's even worse when people get bangs, and then they don't actually take care of their bangs, so they get, like, the awkward middle part, like Dwight Schrute from The Office, and you're just like, what are you? What are you even trying to be? Also, if you're going to spend money to color your hair, make sure you do your roots regularly, because I can tell, and I'm going to think you don't take care of yourself. I'm not saying that that's not fair. I'm saying that that's the truth, and it makes me angry, and it makes me want to tell you, because I'm like... What, like, what are you doing with your life? Even though it's none of my business and it doesn't affect me, it affects my eyes. And I think you should consider other people when you're managing your outside appearance. I think it's important. This next one is kind of interesting because it's stereotypes of people you hate. That you can't escape. Because anyone who knows me knows that I do a lot of housekeeping, and if you bother me, I'm not going to talk to you ever again. And I may do it subtly, or I may do it abruptly, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. So, the most... The, the, really, the only people I'm stuck around would be my family or my co-workers, because those are things I can't really determine, but I'm forced to like. I consider friends very manageable. I guess the third category would be acquaintances, but I have some basic... I have roughly five, six different types of people that I hate being around. And if I'm in a situation where I have to be near them, 
sometimes I, it's, I have to go through very drastic measures. The complainers, if you want to complain, that's fine. Complain all you want. I'll ignore you, but don't constantly engage me with your stupid, like, I'll, like, can I just nod? I hate it. The complainers were nodding isn't enough. So you have to like commit to their story, but like, oh yeah, that's bad. And they're like, yeah. And then they want you to be miserable with them while it's, you're trying to do something else and, and they won't shut up and it's aggravating everyone else. And really the only coping mechanism I have found is to completely ignore them and to not play in to their complaining game. Another group of people I've been around is the drama starters. When things are too quiet, they like to start the rumors, they like to stir the pot, and I don't even know if I hate them, maybe because I'm one of them. Because in a bored environment, and there's nothing else to do but mess with people's heads, I'm in. Because I gotta watch something, because the job I'm doing is beneath me. I think 90% of people feel that way. So, I might as well entertain myself by playing with these people as if they're puppets. So I guess that's me. So I changed my mind. I like drama starters. Now, insecure people. Those are the people that I hate being around because I can smell their insecurity and I know it's there. And I don't know if it's because I'm the eldest child or what, but I see those weaknesses and I just want to poke them. And I want to hear you yell about it because I think it'll be funny and and they always know I know their insecurities, so they're very defensive towards me, which now it's like we're playing this game and I get to poke and prod until you do exactly what I want you to do. And I basically become a terrorist. Um, other people that I get stuck around are, I call them emotional retards, which are people who are just so undeveloped, underdeveloped with their emotions that they have no idea how to react when they feel emotions and they put their emotions on everybody else. Um, the same boss I talked about last week, uh, he got very angry one time because he told a kid that that kid's degree was useless. And then that kid's like, Hey, I don't think that. And my boss got very upset that someone would not agree with him that their degree was stupid. And it, so he ends up, they end up yelling at each other, standing up, pushing each other. Then Mac gets really angry and he goes and he punches a wall. And I'm just like, this is my boss. I want to go home. And then he's like, I'm going to leave. And I'm like, you should probably do that. And then he comes back and he sits there and he stares at the computer screen while the rest of us are trying to work. And now there's all this hostility and we can't escape. But he's a crazy person. And coping methods for that are, you know... <laughs> There are none because the crazy people and the emotionally unrestrained people, all the most you can do is not let their emotions affect you because they're running the show in their head and you just have to sit back and kind of laugh at them as if it, your life is a joke because if it's anything like mine, it totally is. Macho men are also something that I've had to deal with and I tend to pick male-dominated industries and they're the ones who, mm, I'm a man, I'm smarter than you, but they don't just come out and say it because that would be an easy thing to address. They just treat you like you're stupid because you're a woman or maybe because they actually think I'm stupid. I don't know, but I take it as I'm stupid because I'm a woman. And uh, they won't listen to your advice. They just, they're constantly telling these terrible jokes and it's not even like the content is terrible. It's like it's literally terrible because they're incapable of competent thought. So you just have to, I found if they're a macho man, the best way to do it is, 
is to be the girl and tell them how smart or I mean, you don't even have to lie. You don't even tell them how smart they are. You just have to, I always like come up with a problem for them to solve that only they can solve because they're so special and superior to me because of feminism. And, and usually that makes them feel like the big man they're trying to be when they're trying to compete with my dominant energy. So I guess any of these coping methods would not really work with anyone else. You have to be willing to kind of use emotional warfare in order to get what you want. But I feel like that's what you have to do when they're people that you can't escape because that's the very meaning is you can't push them away because they're just stuck being in your life. So you have to do something to protect yourself or to entertain yourself. Those are your two options. If it's non-threatening, entertain yourself all you want. If it is, find a way to protect yourself and maybe mess with them back in a way that they're not even smart enough to understand. Now, the next topic here is how to name things and people. This is a dig at how I name everything. I like to name things. I find that I like most things more than I like people. I have a very strange relationship with one of my water bottles where I do not feel complete if bodily isn't around. Now, everything I own, I tend to just put a Y at the end. I think it's an efficient way of naming things because if I named everything people names, I wouldn't remember what they were. And uh, so, you know, I have bodily, I have phony, I have shampooy, I have Percy, I have Kari. Actually, I call my car Spaceship because it is. Go Subaru, keep up the space models because they're neat. So that's that's the best advice. I, I mean, you sound crazy when you say it. I'm like, oh, I got to get bodily. And they're like, you have a problem. I'm, I'm like, get out of my house. And they're like, this isn't your house. And I'm like, okay, bye. So the next part of the question is how to name people. Now, don't name your kid something that you can't spell is, I think, rule number one. I think it's self-explanatory. If you can't spell it, you probably can't say it right, so you have no business using the word. Buying a thesaurus is not the answer. Keep it real with a baby name book and only pick names from the early 90s like Ashley because everyone understands them. Personally, I was I had one of those names where I could find it at the gas station on like a license plate, but it, it was 50-50 if it was spelled the same way I spelt it. So I and, and there was just something that was always sad about like not finding it, so I couldn't imagine people with really strange like out of their names that are just very rare or or just silly like, you know, candle stand and when you're the only kid that doesn't have a little plate on their backpack or or anything, it makes you feel bad about yourself. So if you want your kid to be secure, don't name them weird things. Just don't because you're not making an individual. You're making a freak for all the other kids to pick on. So keep that in mind. Now, number eight is if you were to be in a reality TV show, which show would it be? Well, I think I would be the best reality TV show villain because I'm a schemer and because I'm mean and I'm really good at pretending to be what people want to see. I love pretending to be nice to mean people. It's my favorite thing in the world. So I don't really watch a lot of reality TV. And if I'm picking shows that are currently on that are kind of competition based because that's really the only reality TV I'm interested in. I picked The Bachelor, but only to 
make my way through so I could become the bachelorette because men chasing me is a lot more interesting than me fighting other women for a man. For the viewers, it'll probably be more fun to watch me pin everyone else against each other. I've like, I'll sit around sometimes and I'll just think of schemes. What I would do if I was on this show and I have like 45 minute thought process about this, like, well, I'd buy stationery, right? Everyone else would have like clothes in their bags and I would just have piles of stationery and I would leave gossip notes around the house for other people to read. So they would start things and I could be completely independent of it and I would never make a negative comment to anyone except when I was in that little room when they were filming I'd be like drumming my fingers together I'd be like eh like they didn't even see it coming like that girl never said that ha 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 tv I'd actually really like to just write reality tv because everyone knows it's scripted like oh this girl she's you know she doesn't like snakes And she's telling everyone how she doesn't like snakes. And then magically, they all go to a snake house. And they're like, there's so many snakes here. The couches are made of snakes. Good thing no one's afraid of snakes. Oh, wait, that girl who's been talking about who's afraid of snakes, now she's in the snake house. How did that happen? What a coincidence. I could write that, and I could do a better job. Um, So, yeah, so then it would be the Bachelorette. And then I would just pin everyone against each other again. And I think it'd just be, I can make really good TV with my winning personality and my biting nature. The third, I didn't know what to pick for a third. Um, I actually ended up picking catfish because it's relevant. And I think, I think it would be fun to set up a scenario that to kind of set, you know, the main host, um, you know, to kind of trick Neve into going throughout this like thorough adventure and catfish Neve again, but not in a romantic way, but just trick him into spending all of his coach flights and all these random areas and then be like, gotcha. And like make a scavenger hunt for Neve and get on TV that way and be the best catfish ever, which is like a terrible life goal. But I feel like when you're on reality TV, there's really no good outcome. So you might as well just become the most evil person you can imagine. And, uh, that's what I do. I just make this very evil Chelsea show and I would do evil Chelsea things. The I have a choice topic of choice today. Instead of yeah, there's that word choice again. And I picked etiquette. I picked etiquette because it's important in being a person. And it's not like, oh, respect other people. That is important. Um I think some people deserve more respect than others, but that's a lawful evil thing to say. But ultimately, have good etiquette. Like, at the gym is a great place to show etiquette. If you want to do a 600 repetition workout on the ab machine, that's fine and dandy. Go you. But when you're resting, get off the machine so other people can use it. Don't just sit there. I hate it. When you see, like, people, like, sprawled out, like they just moved in, like, they have they have, they're like, they're on their Kindle at this point, you know, smoking a cigar in between repetitions. And you're just like, bruh, I got to do 15 and then I'm out of here. Cause that's all I can do. Uh, but he's just sitting there or like they're on their phone resting at like primetime gym hour. It's like, what the hell? So you sit there for 20 minutes and you stare at them and like you go to talk to them, but their headphones are on. So they just stare at you like, like you're the dumb person sitting on the machine. And And then when they finally get off, they don't even wipe the machine clean. 
but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just gross. Like, let's be real. I don't want to sit in your sweat and I don't really want you to sit in my sweat. Although sometimes I don't, uh, cause I'm kind of a terrible person, but that's only like at the end of the day when like the guy with the squirt bottles, like waiting for me to leave and he's going to clean it. Cause he's probably going to do a better job than I am anyway. But yeah, I mean, as far as etiquette goes, I mean, oh, another thing, another big etiquette thing. Don't touch people's cars, especially when they're in them. Don't, don't, ah, just don't do that. That is someone's property. They just paid or they pay monthly, whatever. Don't touch it. Don't freaking touch it. It's not yours. Like, come on. It's not that freaking hard to figure out. Don't touch people's things. I don't want some person, I'm not going to lean against your car because that's rude. And just stand up, like, don't be lazy, like, it's it's just dumb. But I've talked enough about etiquette. I'm sure I'll come back to it because politeness is important. But uh, so this second podcast experience did not go as well as my first one. The first one came very easily, one take, didn't even think twice about anything I said, whereas this one, I actually did most of it, like, a month or two months a while ago, uh, probably in March. And I just came back to it. I like, I was going to just completely start over, trash it, throw it out, like be done. But then I was like, oh, I'll listen to it. And I did. And I was like, oh, this is a little better than I remember. Um, I got discouraged because my stupid dog started barking. So I just kind of picked it up here at the end. Um, you probably tell because I was like shouting, but I'm not going to redo it because I just want to post this and be done with it. But, but yeah, you know, it was good. I actually, I don't, I kind of went on a hiatus and I think I'm back for now. I don't know. Um, I like rambling and I like it when people listen to me ramble aside from my cats. So that's pretty cool. And all right, this has been an exquisite experience as always. Bye.